This is Calgary Today with Angela Cocott on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Good Wednesday afternoon. The sun is shining. What a beautiful day to ride your bike. Uh, This hour, I want to talk about cycling in our city. Yes, right up front, you know that I'm a cyclist. I do my best to cycle all year. And of course, at this time of the year, we're seeing a lot more cyclists on the road. We know there is a huge divide here between cyclists and motorists in our city. And I know even with our listeners, because I often get texts from listeners who can't stand cyclists and cyclists who can't stand listeners. I would like to think this hour we just endeavor to get along and to talk about how cyclists and motorists, I would like to think, can share the road. Although a Calgary cyclist found out that maybe that doesn't always work that way. Dr. Nigel Brockton, he is a a writer, avid cyclist. He's actually a cancer researcher as well, although that has nothing to do with what we're talking about today. But I wanted to bring Nigel Brockton on. Hello, Dr. Brockton. Good afternoon, Angela. And the reason I wanted to bring you on is because you recently had uh, quite the scare for a cyclist in our city. Can you tell me what happened so our listeners have a better idea? Um, I was uh, leaving the Holy Cross where I work on Thursday evening, and uh, it was a beautiful evening before the storm that transpired uh, later on. And I thought rather than taking my most direct commute home that I would... Uh, extended out into Springbank because as you ride out there, you know, beautiful views of the mountains and the sunshine. Uh, but I didn't get that far. Um, I encountered a motorist from 14th Street who basically hunted me along 26th Avenue until he then, uh, for about the third time, overtook, skimming close to me, pulled across into the bike lane slammed on his brakes. I braked as hard as I could, which sent me over the handlebars, narrowly missing the back of his car, so I never actually hit his vehicle, Um, but it left me on the road with a broken collarbone in five or six places, uh, which I had to have uh, plates put in on Monday. And then once that was fixed, I realized that I had a problem with my uh, forearm, And this morning I had x-rays to show that I've also broken my radial neck, so basically my arm at my elbow. Uh, And, you know, the road rash and all the rest of it, smashed helmet, all those things that go with tumbling down a road. Nigel, I actually have some audio from video because Nigel, as a cyclist, has not a dash cam, but what I describe it as a fender cam, so it's seeing the back view of your ride. Yeah. I just want to play a little bit of this, and we've posted this on our webpage as well, Newstalk770.com, so you can watch the video that Nigel has supplied to us. But uh, I just want to pick it up here, and this is just right before the collision. And so I know it's, yeah, and I bleeped out the number, but you you could hear witnesses say, dude, are you okay? And when you were saying get his number, you were saying get his license plate? Yeah. Were you, was anyone able to get the license plate? Well, I have a partial plate and I have very good details of the car from the camera because I have 
friends that work for Henninger Toyota, they were able to match up the details of the car to the uh, exact color and exact make. Um, so it's a 2017 uh, Honda, uh, sorry, Toyota Corolla LE, possibly EcoFuel, uh, and because I have the partial plate, I've given that to the police, um, and they are following up. Nigel, you say the motorist hunted you. Can you uh, expand on that? So my first encounter with him was turning off Premier Way onto 14th Street. Um, and he was kind of hesitating at the intersection. Um, so there was a gap for me to get through. And I could see that there's two lanes coming up 14th Street there. So I just sort of scooted through the gap. And... Uh, he beeped at me there, and then as he pulled ahead, he was sort of gesticulating out of his sunroof. And, you know, I carried on my way. There was a, um, a queue of traffic sort of queued up to turn left onto 26th Avenue. Um, and because there was nothing uh, in my lane, I carried on. There's a break in the traffic. I got onto 26th Ave before him carried on along. There's actually a marked bike path, a bike lane on the road along there. And, you know, the... It's one of those shared roads, right, where it's not a a designated lane. You can see where there's the paint that says share this road, yeah, because it's a little more narrow. There's a bike symbol in a couple of chevrons, I think. Yeah. Um, And you can see from the footage from my... uh, it's called a Fly 6, the camera, it's a bike and, uh, sorry, a light and camera combo um, on the back of my bike. And I'm just riding straight along the, the bike lane. And uh, it was two occasions prior to 20th, Ave, uh, 20th Street where he unnecessarily skims very close to me. And you can see other cars passing me, giving me lots of space. He comes past very closely, even though if you look at the delay and when the next vehicle comes towards, he would have had plenty of time to give me plenty of room to get past. Um, But then the really sort of obvious one is when he's stuck behind some vehicles that are turning left on 20th Street off 26th Ave. As I pass, because my lane is empty, uh, he pulls out, comes ahead, Opens his as I pass him at the uh, at the intersection with 20th Ave. His window is closed. He opens his window as he passes me. He says something. I didn't hear it at the time. You can't hear it on the video. And then pulls in front of me, and then slams on the brakes. And one of my friends is actually able to take the video and isolate a couple of sort of still frames, which show how close he is to the the parked cars next to the bike lane, how far across he is from the center line of the road and how close, I mean, at this point, it's a rear-facing camera, but because I've gone over the falls off my bike and my bike is spinning in midair behind me, it actually captured a few frames of me just before I hit the road. Um, And you can see how close I am to his vehicle. I mean, if I hadn't reacted how I did when I did, I probably would have gone headfirst through his back windscreen. 
I wish you had a, f- a front-facing camera well, as well. That's, that's my next investment. That's called a Fly 12, and that's going to be my next investment. But you know what, Nigel, even saying that, uh, you obviously ride a lot, and you know, talking about the Holy Cross going out to Springbank, that is quite uh, the ride. Would you um, say your, your normal rides are pretty uneventful? Um, unfortunately, no. Um, I do encounter issues with motorists on a fairly regular basis. Um, I actually try to get to work after nine o'clock because I find riding in that eight to nine hour um, is noticeably different. Um, well, and so that, just the volume of traffic. The volume of traffic yeah. and the levels of frustration yeah. of people and just, you know, just a, a different kind of... Uh, approach to people's driving. Um, it's unfortunate that I even say I wish you had a front-facing camera because I, I don't like to have to have cyclists think that they have to have dash cams. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, you know, I, the, these things that happen on a daily basis where someone skims you or toots you or whatever, whatever it is they, they do, yell abuse at you, tell you to get on the sidewalk, you know, I... You know, the, the skimming thing is, I don't think they realize how dangerous it is. And, you know, even if they don't hit you, if it causes you to lose balance mm-hmm. and you're lying in the road in dense traffic, I mean, my first reaction when I hit the road um, on this was to look back up the road in, in the direction that I'd just come to see if there were any cars behind me yeah. and if they were stopping. And that was my... That was why there's a bit of a delay on the audio that you played where, you know, you kind of hear me hit the road. And then I I looked back up the road and saw that there was a grey car coming that was slowing down. And then by by the time I looked down in the direction that I was going, uh, it was too far to to see to get his full plate because he just bolted. Nigel, do I understand that you've actually survived cancer? I think, was it once or twice? Yeah, twice. And here you're wondering if you can survive your bike ride home. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. You know, so um, to be clear, you've reported this to police. Uh, you've given them the video. So you haven't heard anything yet on whether or not they've been able to find the motorist. Not yet. I've, uh, you know, I've, I've given them all the information um, and they are you know, they're pursuing their investigation. Well, Nigel, uh, I'm glad you survived, although, as you say now, you've got the broken arm. Was it also the broken collarbone? I I lost track of all your injuries (laughs) and the road rash. Wow. Um, I would like to think that uh, we've we've talked about the cycle tracks, uh, the the laneways on this show for the last couple of years, and I know I'm I'm going to just now check texts, and I'm sure there's going to be some texts here as well. But um, I'm I'm hoping things are getting better. You're saying, no, you haven't really seen it, but um, I really appreciate you sharing the story with us. Well, yeah, I I think, I mean, I go along 12th Ave every morning, and... uh, you know, there is a bike lane there, yeah. but it's on the, the north side of the road. Yeah. And, you know, it starts halfway along uh, 12th Ave in terms of my commute. And then I would have to get back across. So I just move with the traffic. And I, you know, that's an area where I often get people telling telling me to get in the bike lane. And, you know, even though the bike lanes are 
useful for people who are not either confident cyclists or faster cyclists. Um, you know, if you're a, a reasonably strong cyclist and you can move with the traffic, then, you know, I've had friends who've been hit by uh, vehicles turning left across the bike lanes. I think the, the design of the bike lanes with the parked cars between the cyclists and the traffic creates a problem for both the cyclists and the motorists yes. because there's that uh, sort of disconnect of, of visibility. Um, so the cyclist can't see if the vehicle is indicating to turn left, which even s sort of subconsciously would probably uh, make them, you know, think about what might happen there and uh, the motorists are not as aware of the cyclists who are moving in their same direction yeah well and i know the city is even saying that they've got to make some changes and i'm not sure if it's right on 12th but even in looking at the overall cycle track they're going to be making some changes to that as well just looking at the volume and the safety of some of those areas because i know i get a lot of complaints on as you mentioned 12th avenue having to get over to the other side if you really want to be driving in the right direction riding yeah. in the right direction Nigel, yeah. thanks for starting the conversation, although I'm not sure if it is. Thank you. I'll see how the calls are, but I appreciate you talking with us today. Okay, and thanks for drawing awareness to it. You bet. Dr. Nigel Brockton, as I said, you can go on our website and his rear-mounted camera. Good quality, by the way. But I, I, you know, first of all, it's unfortunate that we have to have cyclists have uh, dash cams of any sort to be able to take pictures of how their commute is. Let's open up the phone lines, 403-974-8255. Are you as a motorist more aware now of cyclists? And especially, yes, in the summertime when there's a lot more cyclists on the road. 403-974-8255, one of my favorite topics coming up next. Calgary Today with Angela Cocott, weekdays at 3 on News Talk 770 Calgary.